goal setting needs an upgrade, especially for modern home-loving women with big dreams. We're done with goal setting systems that pump you up, then introduce massive tension between your goal and your daily responsibilities, and then leave you feeling like a failure. But we're also not into fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants living where your days are spent reacting to each situation without making real progress on the things that matter most to you. We're here, and we think you are too, because we care about living intentionally. We know that you have dreams that you want to see fulfilled, goals that you want to accomplish, and goodness that you want to bring into the world. Which is why we're spending this special season of our podcast diving all the way into the Rooted Goals system. I'm Clary. And I'm Shelby. This is Make Space to Thrive. Developing strong goal-setting skills in our lives is an excellent, appropriate response to our core calling as image bearers to live intentionally and creatively. But it doesn't take much experience with goal setting to run into a concrete reality. Things rarely work out exactly as we imagine them. And this is not always the result of personal failure. We simply cannot see the future. This is the final episode in our series all about the Rooted Goal Setting System. It's based on the acronym Rooted, R, Rooted in Your Core Calling, O, Organically Growing Out of Your Context. O, outlined for clarity, T, tailored to your lifestyle, E, etched in your memory, and D, developed by providence. And this episode is all about the final letter, D, developed by providence. The kingdom of God does not rise and fall by the successes and failures of our goals, and that is such a good thing. (laughs) We know that we have been created to do meaningful work and that the sowing and reaping principle in Scripture points to our responsibility to be intentional with our lives. We also know that getting organized around our goals can be an act of worship. You may not know the future, but God does, and He's given you the responsibility to steward the resources that He has entrusted to you. And He knows that the next right step goal that you've been thinking about throughout this whole season, the one that you've identified, that that is going to impact your priorities. And he also knows exactly how the fruit you bear while pursuing that goal will line up with the future that he has planned. And he is with you in the messy middle when things don't work out exactly as you imagine they will. It is so helpful to remember when you set a goal using the Rooted Goal system or honestly any goal you set, however you go about setting goals, we want to encourage you to see your goals as being developed by providence. And this helps to cultivate in us a Christian growth mindset. We know that as we are faithful in the little things, as we're diligent in our priorities, as we are wise with our resources, as wise as we can be, that we are honoring our personal responsibility. And we should also remember that the results are up to God. We've talked throughout this season about different goals that we've had, and we've hinted at how being able to pivot effectively is based on a confidence in the fact that our goals are developed by providence. And so when things don't go as we plan them, we are able to say, hey, 
that's okay because I can pivot. I can plan this goal for the next quarter. I can reframe this goal in a way that I can still accomplish part of it or the essence of it in this season. Or I can let this goal rest knowing that if it is something that the Lord wants me to do, the Lord will open up the opportunity for me to accomplish it. And this makes me think of the sowing and reaping principle that I mentioned earlier. When we're going about planting seeds, getting started on our goals, we expect certain things to unfold the way that we planned because we've done this before. We have expectations based on reality, or at least we should. And sometimes things do not come to fruition right when we were expecting them to. And sometimes it it takes time for that fruit to grow or for that flower to bloom. And that is also a part of how God created the world. And oftentimes it's those late bloomers, that late crop that comes in in a season when other things are fading away, and it brings a lot of joy to your life. So even if you feel a little bit delayed in getting some of the things done that you wanted to, if you can keep that Christian growth mindset that the Lord knows, He sees, and we can plant and we we can water, but it is up to Him to bring the increase, that really helps us to have an amen posture to God's providences in our lives, because how He unfolds our futures will affect how our goals play out. Yeah, not to be too cliche after Shelby is talking about, you know, <laughs> sowing and reaping. One of the ways that I was reminded of this this summer was actually through our garden. Um, the house that we moved into has a couple of acres, and we were really excited about expanding our garden. And so that was one of the first things that we jumped into when we moved into this home. And we just kept running into issues. Um, One of the biggest ones is that we realized that we actually brought an herbicide onto our property through some manure that we purchased, which was just devastating. We lost at least half of our garden from this herbicide contamination. And we had, you know, people from the county involved and we were sending pictures to professors who want to use it in research papers. And, you know, it was kind of laughable because you're like, my husband and I have never, you know, thought so highly of ourselves as to be like, we're garden experts at all. We totally see ourselves as novices and we know that we're absolutely still in the learning phase of growing a lot of food. But we also were not expecting that level of failure right off the bat, you know, and such a like thing that you're like, man, I could have, if I had just chosen, you know, a different path, this would not have happened. But as I was thinking about this and really honestly struggling with shame of like, we look like total idiots, you know, and and having to reframe that and say, okay, that's that is not what is to be gleaned from this. You know, like the Lord knew all the hours that we spent prepping this garden. And he was also with us when we made that call to order that manure, and he never left us in that process. And it made me reflect on other trials and seasons and how it's so easy for me to look back on my life and to see the ways that the Lord has grown me through different hard seasons, through personal failure, through difficulties that weren't of my own making. And I know that those seasons were some of the most pivotal for developing who I am today. And so I don't look back on them with shame or even with regret because I just see the Lord's faithfulness through all of it. And especially seasons where I've really learned from my failures, I see that that was like a stepping stone to something else that I learned. And so I just sat there and I was like, well, what if I can just think of this garden failure as a stepping stone? And if I just reframed it in my mind as this was a step that we had to take 
to learn more information that we now know. Because the truth is, you only know what you know. And you can't actually learn unless you do. I mean, you can learn from research and all of that. But at the end of the day, you have to just start moving forward. And that's what we did with our garden. And, you know, we ended up experiencing a lot of failure, but we also learned a lot. And after reflection, I've just been able to say, you know what, like, it did not go anything like I thought it would. And we did not have the bountiful harvest that I was dreaming of when I was, you know, sweating, putting this garden in in the spring. But I also know that the Lord is faithful and that He teaches us things in His faithfulness. And I can really see this failure and realize all that I've learned and say, you know what? It's a stepping stone. And I had to take that step to learn something that I hadn't learned before. I love that example so much. It's so relatable. But this principle can also apply with goals that are just kind of up in the air. Um, For example, this podcast season, there were several times when Clary and I looked at each other and we're like, should we call it? Are are we going to do this thing? I don't know if it's going to happen. And a big part of that was because, like I've mentioned throughout this series, my family has battled one sickness after another over the entire summer. And so Clary and I didn't get to have the meetings that we wanted to, to prepare this content. We didn't have everything as fleshed out as we have in previous seasons. We weren't able to print out our notes. I mean, there was just so many things that were, you know, kind of felt a little bit last minute about pulling this all together. And there were several times when Clary and I looked at each other and we said, open hands, the Lord can take this. We surrender this season to the Lord. If He's not ready for us to do this Rooted Goals series, He has a reason for it, but we will continue to keep moving forward as much as we can to accomplish this goal without being stressed out about if it doesn't work out. And I think that really helped us to be able to sustain what was necessary to actually make this season of the podcast happen, even with her being in transition, with her having just moved, and the season of illness that my family has gone through, and all the other things that we've had on our plates over the past quarter. So when we encourage you to to surrender your goal back to the Lord, to see your goal as being developed by providence, we don't mean just throw your hands in the air because nothing's going to work out anyway. So you might as well just not hold on to any of these goals and keep moving forward on them because, you know, it's all up to God. Of course, it's all up to God, but He has created us with agency. And so we need to have an amen posture to however He develops our goals, while at the same time we move forward using and leveraging all of the agency that we have to keep pressing forward into the things that we believe He's leading us to do. I'm so glad Clary and I did that, that we didn't just see all of the challenges mounting and go, there's no way we're going to be able to pull off this podcast recording. Instead, we said, you know what? Let's just keep the dates for recording in our planner. And as we get closer, we'll have an idea and we'll keep on doing as much work as we can on the back end to pull this off. And if one of your kids wakes up on Friday morning, the Friday that we're supposed to get together to get started on podcast recording, if they wake up with fever, then amen. This is the Lord's will, and we will delay recording this podcast. And so having that relaxed posture to this very important 
milestone in our business for the year was very helpful for us to sustain the emotional bandwidth and energy that we needed to pour into actually making it happen. And the Lord was gracious because we are now on our final episode of this season. Yeah. And I think throughout the process of, you know, trying to get this podcast season recorded, we used so many of the other elements of the rooted goal system of just, okay, going back to the drawing board. And if our plan A is not working, you know, what in our lifestyles can shift to accommodate plan B? What in the plan can shift to accommodate our lifestyles? And so we were constantly reevaluating and getting creative with this podcast goal in order to say, okay, circumstances have changed. You know, now what agency do we have? Okay, you know, if, if this is our plan B, what's our plan C? You know, at what point will we call it if we need to? And all of those things, using some of these other tools that we've talked about in this entire season. And I think that one of the things that can really aid us when we think about this Christian growth mindset is to go back to the idea of those concentric circles in the organically growing out of our context. As we talked about in that episode, those concentric circles can really guide us because they remind us what is at the core of who we are, our relationship with God, what comes next, our relationship with our families, then our intimate community, our broader community, and finally to a more, you know, maybe global influence if we get to that level. And so when, you know, one of our children gets sick, that is a core responsibility that God has given us. And so that means that responsibilities that are farther out necessarily have to shift because we have to tend to that core responsibility. And I think that gives such a great sense of peace of knowing that, you know, providentially when something happens that we don't have control over and it's hitting those cores of that concentric circle, the the areas that we actually have a lot of influence and agency on, that is such a reminder that those are the areas that God has given us to tend above all others. And so when other things have to shift, when really good goals or plans have to change so that we can tend to something that is at the core of who God has created us to be, again, that goes back to knowing you know who you are rooted in your core calling— there's such a peace there because you know you are doing what you are supposed to do, even if it's not the thing you thought you were going to be spending your time on. And this is how you live out your faith in goal setting and the execution of your goals. And we know that faith is what displaces fear. And that's really important for sustaining your efforts over the long haul because like Clary was just talking about, it takes a lot of creativity to shift your goals around your lifestyle and shift your lifestyle around your goals and keep solving problems and troubleshooting and coming up with new ideas of how something might work out, that takes a lot of creativity. And it's so interesting because scientists have discovered that the state of creativity and the state of fear cannot coexist in a person's brain. You need to be set free of your fear, of that pressure that, oh no, this goal might not turn out. What if I fail again? What if this obstacle just came up and there's just no way I'm going to be able to overcome it? And this deadline is getting closer and these problems are now in the way of me being able to meet that deadline. If you are wringing your hands, if you are moving forward with all of this anxiety on your shoulders about how your goals may or may not play out, 
then you are moving forward on executing your goals from a state of fear. And that will make it impossible for you to be able to approach the problems that have come up, all of the changing circumstances that have come up as you go to execute your goals. It will prevent you from being able to have the creativity you need to problem solve, to have that growth mindset, to pivot, to let your goals evolve as God continues to show you what your next right step is, what your priorities are, and continues to develop your goals by providence. And I keep using the word evolve because I mean that your goal might change a little bit. It might look different than what you were expecting, but I don't mean it in the sense of it's just some kind of a blind evolution that's just happening and there's no personality behind it. Oh no. The God of the universe is a very, very personal being. He is very intimately involved in everything that is happening on the day-to-day minute level of his creation. And he's intimately involved in everything happening in our lives. And to know that it's not just this blind evolution of our goal, but that it's actually the active development of God's providence in our lives can help us to truly surrender what we're trying to do to God and watch Him transform it for His purposes. So we just want to real quick, before we dive into how this Christian growth mindset has impacted each of our goals for this past quarter, we just want to give you some tips for moving forward. If you find yourself hitting a roadblock, hitting a providential change in your plans, and you're just trying to say, okay, what do I do now? The first thing we would recommend is just to start by tracking how your rhythms are playing out. We've already talked about in previous episodes why we think rhythms are so important, why they are the foundation and building block for being able to make progress on bigger, more long-term goals. And so start by penciling in your plans at the start of every day, but then at the end of each day, go back over your time blocker and fill in how the day actually went. When you do this for a couple of days or even a week or two, you start to see the patterns, the gaps, maybe the priorities that need to shift or be addressed so that you can say, okay, is the Lord and His providence, are the roadblocks that I'm encountering actually signaling that maybe my priorities aren't quite straight or the ways that I'm spending my time or I need to shift some things around in our schedule and in our rhythms and taking time to sort of back up and evaluate your rhythm since they do form the foundation of intentional living is a great place to start. The second thing we recommend is to use the micro journaling prompts. Specifically in our classic booklet, we have the daily lessons and victory sections. And these are very small parts of the day page, but it's amazing how just taking time to recognize, okay, here's what I learned today. Um, You know, a very simple thing. And here is a victory, something really good that happened or something the Lord revealed to me. Doing that every day, it is amazing the amount of information that you will glean and the way that you will be able to sense the Holy Spirit moving within even the very mundane parts of your schedule. And lastly, the thing that we would recommend is just to really pay attention to those nudges when you feel the need to pivot in significant ways. If you have a goal and halfway through the quarter, you are feeling strongly that it needs to be a goal that you let rest, follow the Holy Spirit's guiding in that. And don't let shame or the fact that you're going to have to turn to your friend and say, hey, I actually had to put that goal to rest for a while. Don't let that 
stop you from doing what the Lord is calling you to do. Trust that if it is something that is important, that there will be time later to work on it. Journaling your thoughts in depth, pinpointing your personal responsibilities, the needs of the people you serve, maybe your financial trajectories or how that has changed in unexpected ways, checking in on you know the boundaries in your life, whether they're staying healthy, thinking about what you were even trying to accomplish with the goals, like the ultimate ideal that you were chasing, and then start brainstorming specific solutions of, okay, am I just supposed to let this rest? Or, you know, am I supposed to pivot and try to accomplish the ultimate goal of that goal in a new way? So as I've been teasing throughout this series, and as I have uncovered throughout a few of the episodes, my goals for this past quarter have absolutely been developed by Providence. There have been a lot of things that have gone differently than I planned and things that I know were not uh, directly because of a lack of discipline on the part of my husband and I or uh, anything else like that. It was definitely providential circumstances, especially the sickness that we had, reoccurring sickness all summer long. And so that really impacted this past quarter. Um, I thought that we were through the sickness and I set one, one of my goals for this quarter was a habit goal to start rebooting my early morning rhythms so I could get my deep work rhythms on track and I could really make a ton of progress on my other two goals, which were to revamp the Evergreen Planner website and do a lot of copy editing on it and also to finish up a specific freelancing project that I, uh, I nearly have over the finish line. Those were the two goals that I was trying to support and I was trying to make space for every day. But providentially, we ended up getting sick again. And that reoccurring sickness being just every other week, somebody waking up with a fever meant that there was just no way to get my sleep schedule on track well enough to be able to rely on a consistent two hours of deep work every morning before breakfast especially because I was sick a lot of that time too, and I needed to sleep in instead of trying to get up and work so that I could function in in every area of my life. And so remembering that the Lord was intimately involved with all of those shifts of expectation, with everything that was going on in our lives, He was not overwhelmed by the fact that we kept getting sick. He was not uh, distant from us in our illness, he was very near and he knew exactly what was going on. And he knew that me not being able to get up early was going to necessarily limit and impact and change the way I could show up for those two big work tasks that I was trying really hard to get finished before October 1st. And knowing that the Lord knows that was such a comfort to me. I'm of course, I was frustrated many, many days, and I wondered, how on earth am I going to be able to pull it together and get key things done on time? It was a really good experience of seeing how there were other aspects of our planner system and things that we teach, which we talked about a lot of these things throughout all of these episodes. So if you haven't listened to the entire season, I really encourage you to go back and listen to each episode because we show how how these goals that I had set at the beginning of 
the quarter on in July, how they played out. So even with the frustration, I could lean into a Christian growth mindset and say, okay, what is the Lord teaching me here? How is the Lord growing my faith? How can I approach this with creativity and not with fear? Um, and and really lean into just having faith that the Lord was very near and that He had solutions to these problems. And even if I couldn't pull certain things off, that He was still God. And again, that the kingdom of God does not rise and fall on my successes and my failures. That is such a comfort to remember that I'm a limited creature and that the Lord knows that and He created me to be a limited creature. And when I'm really zeroed in on trying to get something done, it's very easy for it to feel like it's a life or death matter, like the whole world is going to fall off kilter if I can't get this thing done, or at least my world will. And and honestly, we can just get ourselves so worked up in those moments when we are allowing ourselves to just devolve into that fear and, and into that, just that fear of failure can take over. And remembering that that is a huge truly such a huge part of our entire goal-setting system. And what we teach people is that God is going to develop your goal with His providences. That really helped me to remember that, lean into that faith. And then also, there were some really good things that came out of that season. Um, One of them was that I got even more essentialist in my approach to work, which was really good. I think our team found our stride again after um, Macaulay is, you know, nearing the end of her maternity leave and Clary is settling in in her new house. And so it was a really good opportunity for us to collaborate and just all of us really get back on track with all of our business goals. And so me being very flexible in that flexible space with my goals and offering their input helped us as a team to make essentialist decisions on how I would move forward. And then also the Lord used this to really have me take another look at the root of our illnesses, our back-to-back illnesses. I was praying about it and the Lord really put it on my heart to think about what it would take to rebuild our immune systems. And so I actually ended up pivoting into an entire new habit goal, which I did not use the goals workbook to flesh this out. I just knew this is the next step. I've got to do this. There's no going forward and expecting that we're just going to get healthier if I don't take it seriously that we cannot stay well. I need to start asking what agency can I leverage in order to help my family's health? And so I adopted an entire habit goal of learning how to cook traditionally traditionally in order to nourish us at deeper levels. And it's a massive lifestyle change for me. Convenience cooking has always been my tendency, not total junk food or anything, but I just knew how to get in there at five o'clock and have dinner on the table in 45 minutes, starting with raw ingredients. And like, I just, I knew how to convenience cook, but I did not know how to do slow cooking and traditional cooking that usually requires you to begin a recipe two or three days before you plan to serve it. It's just such a lifestyle change, but I knew that the Lord was calling me into that next level of a big part of my core calling, and that is serving my family well with the resources and knowledge that I have. And so that has been what I've pivoted into, and it has meant that I'm going to have to do a lot of, as we move into this next quarter here, I am still hoping that I can 
uh, reboot my early morning rhythms. That is absolutely going on to my goals for the next quarter. And I will have these projects. If I can't wrap them up in the next two weeks, I'll absolutely have to wrap them up in the next quarter. Um, And I might select a few other goals. We'll see how that goes. And I haven't sat down to do that next quarter planning, but I do know that this new habit goal of cooking traditionally is here to stay. And I really am thankful that the Lord really opened my eyes using our circumstances and helped lead me into this next level because I would not have come up with that just using my goals workbook. I had a lot of other things that I was thinking were really, really important. And he just made it really clear that this is my next step for serving my family. So that's what I pivoted into. Clary, what were your goals for this quarter and how did you see the Lord develop them by providence? Do you have any ideas of how this is going to impact the goals you set for next quarter as well? Yeah, it's been really interesting thinking about the goals because it almost feels like a lot of the developing by providence is actually what led to these goals. They were the impetus for a lot of the reasons why I chose them for this quarter. Um, And I think similar to the health issues that you've been experiencing, it just became that the pain points that fueled these goals became so painful that it was just very obvious, you know, that these were the things I needed to work on next to really help with our family. And so I haven't had any cause for major pivoting of complete goals in the ways that you have, but I have had to have a lot of little pivoting as I have been working through these goals to continually say, okay, I'm keeping the end in mind. You know, this idea I thought would work is not working at all, you know? And so I can just let that go and go back to the, you know, go back to our rhythms and say, you know, that didn't work. What can I try tomorrow? And that's, like I said in the last episode, using my planner consistently, especially the time blocker section and using it to troubleshoot and to fit in the home organization or um, home projects when I could, it has really helped me to both plan effectively, but then also to notice when I've overplanned and the ways that that has affected my family negatively of when I, you know, just didn't like try to do too much or maybe wasn't focusing on quite the right thing. And so there's been a lot of little pivots along the way of making sure that I'm really pursuing this goal in a way that is going to bless my family particularly with those the goals of our rhythms and then also the home organization. I mean, they bless me as well. <laughs> so it's it's our whole family that they are just really supporting. But having that Christian growth mindset has helped me to I think stick with it because, you know, when you're building rhythms and I think particularly with my sweet 18-month-old, he is such a precious little boy, but he is also in that age where like one of our biggest pain points right now is me getting dressed. <laughs> Because he's just in my bathroom, you know, tearing the bathroom apart. And that's what I'm still working on. But every time I get frustrated and I'm like, what am I going to do about this? I just know that we are eventually going to figure out the rhythm that works, you know. And also with an 18-month-old, they change every three months. And so it might just be something that in three months we no longer have that issue. And so rather than really large pivots that have really shifted these goals— Um, There's just been a lot of little pivoting along the way and just letting the Lord develop them as we go. And I know that 
with the rhythms and the home organization, that those are probably still going to be two of the main goals that I do for the next quarter, just because we've made so much progress on our rhythms, but there's still some key areas we're working out. And then I think the home organization and home projects will likely take us through the end of this year, um, just as we continue to refine and, you know, and, and make this homework for us. But I think when we think about this whole step, what's so key about having this as a part of the rooted goal system, not like an addendum or an introduction, but literally the final step of the system is that you go into goal setting with this perspective of things might change. In fact, things will likely change, whether in a small degree or a large degree. And so just by making that a part of your goal setting mindset, you mitigate so much frustration when things change because you already know that that's going to be part of life. You've built that into your goal setting system and it's part of your mindset. And I think that perhaps why this can be so difficult for us is that in many ways, it's very countercultural. As Shelby was saying, you know, the the kingdom of God does not rise and fall in our success and failures, but also like our personal identity and worth and who we are doesn't rise and fall in our success or failures either. And a lot of times that is the message that we get from culture. Well, you know, if you're going to be working, then you need to be, you know, working to build your business to the absolute biggest that it can be. Well, maybe not if that's not the season that God has you in, you know, or if you're going to be home, at least have the most beautiful organized home possible. Okay, that might not be the goal for you in this season. But a lot of times our culture tells us to attach our goals to our identity and to see the success or failures of our goals as the success and failure of who we are or how we're doing as a person. And that simply isn't true. And I think that adopting a Christian growth mindset is actually the anecdote to that kind of cultural epidemic of putting so much emphasis on these goals. I mean, that's why there's a whole goal rejection culture, right? Because they don't want to play that game. And I understand it. I don't want to either. But that's why the rooted goal system is such a good answer to this question of, hey, we have big dreams. We have things that we feel called to do. We also have daily responsibilities, and we're not wanting to sacrifice that for our goals and dreams. So how do we fit that all together while also trusting the Lord to continue to work and to lead as He always does. And that answering that question is why we created the Rooted Goal system and why we get so excited to get it into the hands of other women. So I am really excited about this free download that we are going to give to you. The link is going to be in the show notes, but this I think is going to be one of the most special downloads that we give to you in this season. Clary and I are going to each take a page out of our planner, a day page out of our planner, and we are going to write down a normal day that we have. And we are going to troubleshoot on that page how our goals did fit in or maybe did not fit into that day or into that week, because you'll be able to see the week at the same time as your day. It's a special feature of our planner. And so we're going to journal each of us on a real day that we've lived and show how our goals interacted with that day, troubleshoot, celebrate small wins, figure out ways to pivot. And you'll be able to see how we 
do that in our real day-to-day life. So that is going to be available for free. Just click the link in the show notes and you can download it right away. We're going to do that after we record and it will be available to you when this episode comes out. Thank you so much for joining us for this season, season three of the Make Space to Thrive podcast. This has been such a special season. When Clary suggested that we do an entire season on the Rooted Goals workbook, I was like, absolutely. Why haven't we done this before? So I'm just really excited that we were able to work through each letter of the rooted acronym and really dive into it and give you the mindset shifts that you need for when you use the workbook to set your own goals. Truly, if you haven't listened to to the entire series, I encourage you to go back to episode one, hear the overview, and every episode in this past season has covered one letter of the rooted goals acronym, having that mindset in place before you dive into setting your own goals, using the Rooted Goals Workbook is going to help you so much to have the success in using this workbook to craft and execute realistic goals for your life just like we have. And if you have enjoyed this season, it would mean so much to us if you would share it with someone who you know cares about intentional living. We mean it when we say that we are so passionate about getting this life-giving perspective to goals that is so different than what we find in typical goal-setting culture into the hands of as many women as possible. We have seen in our own lives how this goal-setting system has just breathed life and energy and peace into the way that we tackle both our home responsibilities and those long-term goals that are connected with those passions that God has given us. And we want to get this message out to as many women as possible. So share this season, and we are just so thankful that you are here. You can find the Rooted Goals Workbook in our shop at evergreenplanner.com. It's a 40-page workbook that will take you all the way from gaining key insights into your core calling, identifying your next right step goal, creating a strong game plan, and adopting a healthy mindset for following all the way through on that goal, even as the seasons of your life shift and change. You can use the Rooted Goals Workbook over and over again as you continue to develop and accomplish life-giving goals around the things that matter most to you. We love using the Rooted Goals Workbook during goal-setting season in January and often revisit it throughout the year as we set our quarterly goals. And you can use the Rooted Goals Workbook anytime that you need to get oriented around what truly matters or troubleshoot conflicting priorities and find peace as you set and execute your next right step goal.